Welcome to Revive on the Word. I am your host, Taya Carlisle. Before we get started, let's pray. Thank you, Father God, for this day. Glory to you, Father God. I pray that your people will hear a word from you today. Let you be my mouthpiece, Father God. We give it all to you. Glory to you, God. Have this day. Have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. This is Wednesday in the word. Listen, y'all gotta catch last Wednesday. We talked about, um, we talked about David last week and the giant and as well as Jonathan. Listen, y'all have to go back and listen because it's going to bless your life. And if you haven't followed me already, I already shared bits and pieces on my page at Taya Carlisle, everything Taya Carlisle. Okay. So this week today, we're going to read um, chapter, we are on chapter nine, 19, where Saul tries to kill David. Um, I believe we have, if not, we have, yes, we are on chapter 19. So let's go, let's get it. Saul now urged his servants and his son, Jonathan to ass- assassinate David. Now, remember, Jonathan loves David. Jonathan absolutely loves David. Um, And this is Saul now urged his servants and his son, Jonathan, to assassinate David. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me and I'll take it to him about I'll talk to talk to him about you then I'll tell you everything I can find out the next morning Jonathan spoke his with his father about David saying many good things about him the king must not sin against his servant David Jonathan said his he's never done anything to harm you he has always helped you in any way he could listen that's just like some of you today <laughs> man thank god for friends of god because had not jonathan been a friend of david come on now he would have been um already assassinated if if jonathan had a heart of his dad's and some of you have really good friends cherish your friends today and you this is interpret this read how you going to interpret it this is why we do wednesday in the word because sometimes you need to hear it um, also you need to speak it and say it out loud. Okay. All right. Have you forgotten about the time he risked his life to kill the Philistine giants and how the Lord brought a great victory to all Israel as a result? You were certainly happy about it then. Why should you murder an innocent man like David? There is no reason for it all for for it at all so Saul listened to Jonathan and vowed as surely as the Lord lives David will not be killed afterward Jonathan called David and told him what had happened then he brought David to Saul and David served in the court as before war broke out against after that and David led his troops against the Philistines he attacked them with such fury that they all ran away but one day when Saul was sitting at home with spear hand in his hand the tormenting spirit remember uh God had put a tormenting spirit on Saul because of his disobedience so the tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came upon him again as David played his harp 
Saul hurled his spear at David, but David dodged out of the way and leaving the spear stuck in the wall, he fled and escaped into the night. Now this read is about Michael saves David's life. Then Saul sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But Michael, David's wife, Michal, David's wife. I think that's how you say her name. (laughs) Warn him. If you don't escape tonight, you will be dead by morning. So she helped him climb out through a window and he fled and escaped. Then she took an idol and put it in his bed covered, covered it with blankets and put a cushion of goat's hair at its head. When the troops came to arrest David, she told them he was sick and couldn't get out the bed. But Saul sent the troops back to get David. He ordered, bring him to me in his bed so I can kill him. Listen, talk about persecution. Ah, The persecution of a David's life from Saul all because of his jealousy and wickedness because he don't like the glory of God that's on his life listen isn't that crazy that's crazy you can be walking the righteous walk of God just by loving and just doing the will of God and then people's hearts just grow cold and just don't like you and wants to persecute you and really want to kill you listen bless our enemies Lord Jesus But when they came to carry David out, they discovered that it was only an idol in the bed with a cushion of goat's hair at his head. Why have you betrayed me like this and let my enemy escape? Saul demanded of Michael. I had to, Michael replied. That's his daughter. He threatened to kill me if I didn't help him. So David escaped and went to Ramah to see Samuel. And he told him as that now Saul is a harsh man. He's a very harsh man. That's why his daughter lied to him. And she said that uh, David threatened her if she didn't help him. But David didn't threaten her. Um, As we read, she helped him because she loves David. That's her husband. So David escaped and went to Ramah to see Samuel. And he told him all that Saul had done to him. Then Samuel took David with him to live at Nioth. When the report reached Saul that David was at Nioth, in Ramah, he sent troops to capture him. But when they arrived and saw Samuel leading a group of prophets who were prophesying, the spirit of God came upon Saul's men and they also began to prophesy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do y'all hear that? That is the power of the Lord. Holy ground, (laughs) holy ground. The troops that came to get David to persecute him. The very ground they walked on, they caught the Holy Ghost and they caught the spirit of the Lord upon them and they started to prophesy and speak prophecy. When Saul heard what had happened, he sent other troops, but they too prophesied the same thing happened a third time. You know that number three, come on, finally Saul himself went to Ramah and arrived at the great well in Saku, where are Samuel and David? He demanded, they are at, at Nath in Ramah, someone told him. 
But on the way to Naoth in Ramah, the spirit of God came upon, even upon Saul. And he too began to prophesy all the way to Naoth. He tore off his clothes and lay naked on the ground all day and all night, prophesying in the presence of Samuel. The people who were watching exclaimed, what is even Paul? What is even Saul a prophet? Listen, I'm going to say this right now. That's nothing but holy ground. Nothing but holy ground. Samuel went up to Naoth and Ramah. He could have went anywhere else. But every time someone came on that ground, they began to prophesy. Who? Jesus, my God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now we on verse 20, chapter 20. This is when Jonathan helps David. David now fled from Naoth and Ramah and found Jonathan. What have I done? He exclaimed. What is my crime? How have I offended your father that he is so determined to kill me? <laughs> That's not true. Jonathan protested. You're not going to die. He always tells me everything he's going to do. Even the little things. I know my father wouldn't hide something like this from me. It just isn't so. Then David took an oath before, before Jonathan and said, your father knows perfectly well about our friendship. So he has said to himself, I won't tell Dave, Jonathan, why should I hurt him? But I swear to you that I am only a step away from death. I swear it by the Lord and by your own soul. Tell me what I can do to help you. Jonathan exclaimed. David replied tomorrow. We Tomorrow we celebrate the new moon festival. I've always eaten with the king on this occasion, but tomorrow I'll hide in the field and stay there until the evening of the third day. If your father asks where I am, tell him I ask permission to go home to Bethlehem for an annual family sacrifice. If he says fine, you will know you'll know all is well but if he is angry and loses his temper you will know he is determined to kill me show me this loyalty as my sworn friend for we made a solemn pact before the lord or kill me before yourself if i have sinned against your father but please don't betray me to him listen this is nothing but pure friendship this is nothing but love and pure friendship listen guys listen this is an example of pure friendship never Jonathan exclaimed you know that if I had the slightest notion my father was planning to kill you I will tell you at once then David asked how will I know whether or not your father is angry come out to the field with me Jonathan replied and they went out there together then Jonathan told David I promise by the Lord the God of Israel that by this time tomorrow or the next day at the latest I will talk to my father and let you know at once how he feels about you if he speaks favorably about you i will let you know but if he is angry and wants to kill may the lord strike me and kill me if i don't warn you these are some strong oaths 
so you can escape and live. May, may the Lord be with you as he used to be with my father. And may you treat me with the faithful love of the Lord as long as I live. But if I die, treat my family with this faithful love. Even when the Lord detest, destroys all your enemies from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a soul men pact with David saying, may the Lord destroy all your enemies. And Jonathan made David re reaffirm his vow of friendship again. For Jonathan loved David as he loved himself himself then Jonathan said tomorrow we celebrate the new moon's festival you will be missed when your place at the table is empty the day after tomorrow to toward evening go to the place where you hide before head before and wait there by the stone pile i will come out and shoot three arrows three there go to number three again and something about the number three um three arrows to the side of the stone pile as though i were shooting at a target then i will send a boy to bring the arrows back if you hear me tell him they're on this side then you will know as surely as the Lord lives that all is well and there is no trouble. But if I tell him, go farther, the arrows are still ahead of you. Then it will mean that you must leave immediately for the Lord is sending you away. And may the Lord make us keep our promises to each other for he has witnessed them. So David hid himself in the field and when the new moon festival began, the king sat down to eat. He sat at his usual place against the wall with Jonathan sitting opposite him and Abner beside him. But David's place was empty. Saul didn't say anything about it that day for he said to himself something must have made David ceremonially unclean. But when David's place was empty again, the next day, Saul asked Jonathan, why hasn't the son of Jesse been here for the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan replied, David earnestly asked me if he could go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go for we are having a family sacrifice by a brother demanded that I be there. So please let me get away to see my brothers. That's why he isn't here at the king's table. Saul boiled with rage at Jonathan, you stupid son of a whore. He swore at him, at him. Do you think I don't know that you want him to be king in your place, shaming yourself and your mother? As long as that son of Jesse is alive you'll never be king now go and get him so i can kill him but why should he be put to death jonathan asked his father what has he done then saul hurled his spear at jonathan intending to kill him so at last jonathan realized that his father was really determined to kill david jonathan left the table in fierce anger and refused to eat on the that second day of the festival for he was crushed by his father's shameful behavior toward him listen and the bible talks about the commandments that um 
the fathers, the parents shouldn't say harsh things to their children, which will make them feel like how Jonathan feel. That's not fair to Jonathan. Jonathan wants David to live. Jonathan is not asking for the throne or anything like that. You know, he loves David. The next morning as agreed, Jonathan went out into the field and took a young boy with him to gather his arrows. Start running, he told the boy, so you can find the arrows as I shoot them. So the boy ran and Jonathan shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy had almost reached the arrow, Jonathan shouted, the arrow is still ahead of you. Hurry, hurry, don't wait. So the boy quickly gathered up the arrows and ran back to his master. He, of course, suspected nothing. Only Jonathan and David understood the signal. Only Jonathan and David understood the assignment. Listen, then Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to take them back to town. As soon as the boy was gone, David came out from where he had been hiding near the stone pile. Then David bowed three times, three times to go to number three, you guys, to Jonathan with his face to the ground. Both of them were in tears as they embraced each other and said goodbye, especially David. This is so beautiful. At last, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty, loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left and Jonathan returned to the town. Listen, that is just beautiful. That is beautiful that he had a friend who loved him. That's part of being friends of God. If anything, if you got anything out of this read, nothing but friendship, nothing but friendship nothing but friendship here we shall continue to where um david is running from saul in chapter 21 david went to the town of nob to see uh, ahmelech Ahmelech, the priest, Ahmelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone? He asked, why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David said. He told me not to tell anything, anyone why I am here. I have told my men where to meet me later. David is on a whole assignment, y'all. Now, what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have. We, ha we don't have any regular bread, the priest replied. But there is the holy bread, which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. Don't worry, David replied. I never allowed my man to sleep with women when they are on a campaign. And since they stay clean, even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? Since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread. Yes, the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Now, Dog, the Edomite, Saul's chief herdsman, was there that day, having been detained before the Lord. David asked Ahimelech, do you have a spear or a sword? The king's business 
was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath, the Philistine whom you killed in the valley of Elah. The priest replied, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else there here. There's nothing like it. David replied, give it to me. So David escaped from Saul and went to King's ashes of Gath. But the officers of Ahish were unhappy about his being there, about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land? They asked, isn't he the one the pop, the people honor with dances, singing? Saul has killed his, his thousands. And David, his ten thousands. David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Achish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down on his bread, his beard. Finally, King Achish said to his man, must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Why should I let someone like this be my guest? Mm. This is so much into this read, y'all. If y'all don't understand, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. This is going to be the last one we're going to read. This is chapter 22. David at the cave of Adullam. So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. The others began coming when who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discounted until David was the captain of about 400 men. Later, David went to Misphath and Moab where he was asked where he asked the king please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do for me so David's parents stayed in Moab with the king during the entire time David was living in his stronghold one day the prophet Gad told David leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah so David went to the forest of Hereth the news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. Listen up, y'all. There's so much prophetic in this. He had to leave where he was comfortable at to get uncomfortable to go back to Judah. The land of Judah, uh, the Lord's land. The news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. At the time, the king was sitting beneath the tamarisk tree on the hill at Galilee. At Jabia, holding his spear and surrounded by his officers. Listen here, you men of Benjamin, Saul shouted to the officers when he heard the news. Has that son of Jesse promised every one of you fields and vineyards? Has he promised to make you all generals and captains in his army? Is that why you have conspired against me? For not one of you told me when my son, my own son made a Solomon pact with the son of Jesse. You're not even sorry for me. Think of it. My own son encouraging him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day. Then dodge the Edomite 
who was standing there with Saul's men spoke up. When I was at Nob, he said, I saw the son of Jesse talking to the priest, Amalek, the son of Ahitub. Amalek consulted the Lord for him. Then he gave him food in the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. This is <laughs> King Saul immediately sent for Amalek and all his family who served as priests at, at Nob. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, listen to me, you son of Atub. What is it, my king? Amalek asked, why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded, why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day? Listen. Ain't nobody trying to kill Saul. Saul is just mad. And Saul, the one who's trying to kill David and creating his own rival. So Saul think that David's trying to kill him. And all David is trying to do is continue to love and continue to show the glory of God. But Saul can't see that because his heart is hardened. And that is just like some people in your lives today. They can't see you. They can't, they don't know the glory inside of you. They don't know your purpose because their hearts are too hard. They're so busy trying to have a rival against you thinking that you rivaling back against them no we don't wrestle back with you no listen this is so good i'm trying to tell y'all but sir emelok replied is anyone among all your servants as faithful as david your son-in-law why he is the captain of your bodyguard and highly honored member of your household this was certainly not the first time i had consulted god for him may the king not accuse me and my family in this matter for i knew nothing at all of any plot against you you will surely die emelak along with your entire family the king shouted and he ordered his bodyguards kill these priests of the lord for they are allies and and conspirators with david they knew he was running away from me but they didn't tell me but saul's men refused to kill the lord's priests saul's heart was so cold so cold he was a rival and it all started because david beat goliath and david was just the glory of god was just on david and saul didn't like it he he at first saul was of a friend of david and then his heart got cold now he just wants to persecute him then the king said to doig you do it so doig the enemite turned on them and killed them that day mm -mm -mm. 85 priests in all still wearing their priestly garments then he went to nob the town of the priests and killed the priest's family, men and women, children and babies, and all the cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Only Abthar, one of the sons of Amalek, escaped and fled to David. When he told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord, David exclaimed, I knew it. When I saw Doeg and the Edomites there that day, I knew he was sure to tell Saul, now I have caused the death of all your father's family. Stay here with me and don't be afraid. I will protect you with my own life for the same person wants to kill us too. That must be heartbreaking. Listen. 
y'all gonna have to catch revival on the word wednesday and the word next wednesday but that is so heartbreaking to the point where all david was trying to do something good but saul's heart is so cold he couldn't even hear the priest you know he couldn't even hear what the um priest was saying like he didn't know david had a rival against him but saul so angry and tormented in all those ways and the spirit he just he killed them all and yeah we're gonna leave that right here because that is so sad because i felt that and i listen we're gonna just pray and ask god to keep us covered in the midst of persecution in the midst of all things and we glorify the Lord for this read because it's nothing but showing us friendship, showing us covering, showing us protection, showing us uh, persecution, showing us everything, showing us love. And we thank God for it. But I hope that you all enjoyed this read. Um, today, we did read four chapters today. That's fine. It was awesome with you all. I love you all so, so much. Please um, subscribe or um, if you are on the podcast, make sure that you, you know, save the podcast. I'm everywhere. Uh, follow me, Taya Carlisle, on social media. And I love you all so much. Please take a look at the description. Everything will be there. Have a wonderful, marvelous, blessed day.